0: This is something that has taken 15 years of her life, but for a former Air Force captain, she's finally won a very long and very cruel battle with our military over disability compensation. And we have told you Kim Fawcett's tragic story on this show, but what this woman has been through is, uh, I think, beyond cruel. It is nothing short of a failure by the military to fulfill its duties. And this goes back to February twenty-first, two 2006, when the former captain... And her husband were both called to their second deployment going to Afghanistan. And part of that deployment meant leaving within hours, which would force dad to go straight to the base. Mom would have to activate a military care plan for their nine-month-old son, Kieran, which meant that nine-month-old Kieran would be dropped to his grandparents. And on her way to the base, uh, that was the plan to get Kim to the base. But then there was horror that struck on that drive. When Kim Fawcett got into an horrific car crash, where she just didn't lose her leg, but she lost her baby boy, because Kieran was killed by an oncoming vehicle. And believe it or not, Fawcett managed to rebuild her life, she learned to walk on a prosthetic leg, and yeah, she completed that second tour of duty, all the while fighting the military she served over things like disciplinary benefits that she was owed, because she was on duty. Former Air Force Captain Kim Fawcett joining me now. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You know, when I saw this headline, I thought, oh, you know, congratulations is not the appropriate thing to say because it doesn't bring back your little boy, but you never should have had to go through this fight for what really was yours. Um, for 15 years, you've had to fight something. And today the veteran review and appeal board overruled, overruled what has been years of indecision where this debate of your compensation was really hanging on, you know, were you on duty or not at the time of that accident? So what has, what has today been like for you?
1: Um, well, it's, I, I'm coming away with a, uh, an optimistic view. It was. I feel vindicated for cert- for sure. Um, but more a sense of relief now that the the battle has been won and very successfully. Um, it was a long, hard, hard fought battle. And my hats off to my lawyer uh, David Lavangi, who absolutely believed in my story and fortunately for me he's actually a signaler which is and those guys are mm-hmm. pretty darn important to the artillery um you know he knew the system he knew my story and he wa- was able to aptly represent me and he believed in that we were doing the right thing and just uh stood by us all the way and i can't thank him enough for Everything that he has done. So it was a good day when I called him to say, "We got the letter. It's we won." It's, I think we were both just over the moon elated. <laughs> And I I think, you know,
0: those listening to the show or Canadians would would look at you and and tip their hat to you because, I mean, this has just been like a David versus Goliath fight, you know, putting aside the personal toll and the loss that you have suffered. And for some context, for those who are listening who don't really understand the story, and I've really abbreviated it, this is an issue that went back and forth and back and forth over for over a decade, where you were initially approved for compensation, then it would be taken away from an upper rank, and then it would be reinstated, and that went back and forth for years. And the debate was that, you know, were you or were you not on duty when dropping your son off when you were on your way to the base? And the execution of what is called the family care plan is, in fact, that's a military order. So once you get your orders that you're going to Afghanistan or wherever you're going, you know, you're on duty. And so the Canadian Forces has a duty to uphold the commitment and support for military families. And, and it wasn't a court that decided that. This was a military uh, board that
1: decided, yeah, you, you were on duty. Yeah, it's, uh, it's my hat's off to Veterans Affairs who immediately recognized the uniqueness of our situation and acted in, in, in our favor Uh, They were writing what they felt was an incorrect and a factually and legally incorrect um, decision. And there is, regrettably, there's dissenting and opposing decisions within the CAF. And my spouse and I ended up bearing the brunt of their own Mm -hmm. internal spat. So we did, we went back and forth from the federal court Twice, and the federal court said, mm. "No, you got it wrong." Chief of Defense Staff, take a look at this again. And and somebody was posted out, and a new leader was posted in, and he didn't agree and refused and denied and bounced back to federal court. Federal court said, "No, guys, you're not you're not doing this right. I'm going to give you one more kick at the can." Sent it back, and there was just Jeez. a refusal to seed to find sense and you know it was just um, it was just truly, truly unfortunate. I think there was an element without question in my mind of gender bias, gender discrimination mm-hmm. um, which which really makes this, in addition to the fact that yeah, married service couples can serve in high readiness units. And there's not a lot of us, but there are a few of us, and there are unique circumstances. And the military, they have to recognize that. Um, and this decision has become a watershed moment for the CAF. And um, mm-hmm. you know, since I've, because the decision that supported me, the the two star general that supported me <laughs> was PPCLI, mm-hmm. the current acting. Uh CDS is also PPCLI, Second Battalion, I think. And I hope um I'm hoping that this decision will help uh bring about some change, much needed change, uh recognition and understanding about gender bias, the roles of women who serve, uh the issue of married service couples and our unique circumstance so that no one else has to go through this again. It was really it's long and hard, and it's still. It doesn't get better, you know. I still have lost a son. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I.
0: Um, no, apologies.
1: Still chokes me up to to say that, 15 years later. But uh, I have vindication, you know. I took the fight as far as I could go and was just very fortunate that Veterans Affairs stood up to the plate and said, yeah, let's stop bouncing this ball around. Let's right a wrong. Let's look at the law. Let's Everything that I had said was mm. factually correct. All of the evidence that I had provided was unrefuted. So all the evidence was there. I just needed the impetus, and it came through vet, from, from veterans, for which I'm very, very grateful. Um, I wish that uh, the support had come from the CAF, um, but that it didn't come from there. Not even the minister himself, who I'd hoped would act. But given what we've heard recently with Major Brennan he wasn't going to act there either. So Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have expected anything different in my case. So it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. I stuck around. I prevailed. I can go and visit my son now in Kingston with a big smile on my Mm -hmm. face and, um, you know, feel as if I, I fought for my son as much as I fought.
0: I mean, what
1: for myself?
0: Yeah, I. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's um. It, it's quite something. I mean, you, you, the loss that you've you've gone through. Um, I have to think that the grieving of a child, uh, losing a child, it, it, it never goes away. But but has well, certainly been marred by this fight you have gone through. So you finally can actually sit at his grave and hopefully start that healing process and um no one can take you from that uh take that from you but i just i marvel at your sense of duty to this country and to the military because after all during all of this i mean you have a prosthetic leg you've lost a child you still had this sense of duty to serve and i i just i find that uh not just compelling but i just it's such a it's enormous
1: oh well thank you very much i um I tried to be as optimistic as I can. I still try to this day to push boundaries and move myself forward uh, every day. Um, There was a lot of, uh, when the decision first came out, I must have cried for 20 minutes straight. And I think that's (laughs) sort of where the anger just released, released from my shoulders or off my back um, because it turns from feeling vindicated and sort of a cry of vindication finally to a softer, um, I I feel relieved. I think that's what it sort of, it sort of tapered to now. I'm sitting back and thinking about it and I, I feel relieved and I feel hopeful Um, or I'm going to try and stay hopeful that we'll see institutional changes. I feel so much better for married service couples. I think this is a big win for my fellow, fellow brothers and sisters and, you know, those fellow service couples that may have kids with challenges and, you know, knowing that at least there's a legal decision now that, that protects them, and hopefully the institution will follow through. Um, you know, I, I wish they would have had the support in the beginning. They did have it initially, and then just took it away. So
0: uh-huh.
1: no, let's let's try to be optimistic. I wish the CDS well, and you know, I hope uh, I hope this will be this decision will be met favorably and positively, and I yeah that's that's basically it. I'm kind of out of words. I'm I think I cried them all <laughs> I was in the, that twenty minute minute hard cry after reading the decision because I must admit that was wow what a cathartic cry. I have to yeah. laugh at myself yeah. now. You, you, sounded like a bumbling you, numpty, but oh that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You've earned it. You've
0: definitely that, earned that, it. Well, Captain, been, I um nice I thank you. you <laughs> Yeah, you you've earned that too. I, look, Captain, I, I thank you so much for joining me for chatting with me. I well, know that you ran you in politics much. the last time around. I hope to God that you run again because uh, you would be a real addition to, um, you know, be you know, be in politics in this country. We could use people like you, and so I, I hope it's not the last we've heard from you. But thank you very much. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, well, thank you very much. My my hope is to run in the next election. Let's. I'll keep my fingers crossed. <laughs>
0: You let me know. You let me know. And we'll talk again. I'll help you. Thank you very much. That is a former Air Force captain. Thank you, Kim Fawcett. And she really is just a spectacular, spectacular woman uh, to think of what she has overcome. I mean, going through all that, you lose a child, you lose a leg, and then you continue on fighting for this country. That to me is leadership. And we need more Kim Fawcett's. In our, in our ranks, so uh, hats off to her, and I, I truly hope she finds the peace that she has worked so hard to find, so uh, glad we could tell her story.